Um, <clears throat> kicking off a beautiful new week over here, uh, coming to you live from the Summerton Community Council of Summerton, Philadelphia, and continuing with our Der Hashem week over here. We are in Chelik Aleph, Perakei, Simen Ches, getting close to the end of Perakei, which means close to the end of Chelik Aleph. And the Ramchal is wrapping up the whole system of Kaiches, the system of uh, the upper regions and the nether regions and the loop that connects the two, the feedback loop over here of Kaiches that go down and us that send movement up, we who send movement up through the Kaiches. We also saw at the end of last week in Simon Zion about um, the fact that what shows up down here as Ra and Toiv also is an effect of what's going on in the Kaiches, the realm of the Kaiches. And um, how our effects that we have down here send movement up, and that movement comes back down to here. It goes up through the realm of the Kaiches, comes back down through the realm of the Kaiches. And Toiv and Ra, whether something down here is connected to Hashem or disconnected, receiving Hashem's aura and radiance or not, is very much dependent on what's going on in the Kaiches as well. We explained last week that there's a Bria, the Bria has to be maintained. The Bria that's outside of Hashem is really created for Hashem to permeate that Bria, to inhabit that Bria, to be, rel- to be revealed in that Bria. And um, there was never a point that, that the system was set up in a way that there are two totally disconnected, disparate realms and playing fields. There's Olam Haba, and there's HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and there's the Olamis, and that's all one area. And then there's this world, which just has, happens to be, you know, a, uh, a, 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 um, an arena, a playing field where we, uh, you know, earn our ticket to get our tickets punched into Olam Haba. No such thing as everything is emanating from the Rebbein Shalom, and anything that emanates from the Rebbein Shalom is always emanating from the Rebbein Shalom, for the Rebbein Shalom ultimately to inhabit, permeate and reveal himself in that, never to be disconnected from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's why this world also has to have elements of Toiv and Ra, and the rat is when Hashem is unable to inhabit this world as a result, of course, of our positioning over here and our journey over here and our objective over here, but that has to result in those two quantities of HaKadosh Baruch Hu either being present or absent. That's a very quick recap of what we had last week, the end of last week. And we saw a very interesting deek in the Ramchal that although down here you can have Toiv and Ra, <coughs> down here you can have the presence of God or the absence of God in the, when he was talking about the Kaiches, he said Toiv and Loi Toiv. In the state of Toiv, connectivity, Takash Baruch and Loi Toiv, disconnectivity. It sounded like in the Kaiches things are working differently than they are down here. And now the Ramchal is going to elaborate on that. We picked up on that Diak last week. Now the Ramchal will tell us that the system gets even further rich, richer and enriched and complex and dynamic in terms of Toiv and Ra down here, which doesn't really mean good and bad. Good and bad are just symptomatic of that. Again, Toiv and Ra means the presence or the absence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the relationship between that and the Kaiches above, which everything that happens down here and all events down here and all situations down here are being determined and directed by the Kaiches. So how does Toiv and Ra down here work with the Kaiches in the realm of the Kaiches world, specifically? So Ramchal is going to throw one more idea in and take this idea to a whole other level. Ches, Bezorch Shateida, you got to know like this. Although it's true that we explained Above in Zion, that all matters that are related to Toiv and er- all areas where Toiv shows up, Pirish, Bain Bekaiches, 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 Bain Bekaiches,
you're talking about on a level of the kaychus or a level of the, 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 what sets things into motion or where they have been set, set into motion, the after effects down here, taiv up there or taiv down here. And you see taiv is when the kaychus are in alignment, the, taif, the kaychus above are able to radiate the, uh, what, what, what's, what's, what's um, ideal. And when that shows up down here in terms of what's ideal, bracha and goodness and happiness and, and health, that's always the the uh, ind- indication and, and the effect and really the presence, the presence of Ha'oraz Panov. Hashem's divine aura, Hashem's divine light, the iris of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem's influence, Hashem's presence, that always translates into Taiv. And so differently, that's really the, the translation of the word Taiv. The translation of the word Taiv is connectivity, to Hashem, the presence of Hashem, being at one with Hashem. That's essentially what Toiv is, and everywhere that we have in my separation is Vayelikimas or Kitoiv. Kitoiv, Kitoiv, Kitoiv. Toiv means one more area where Akadosh Baruch Hu is in this gala, one more area where we have the presence of Hashem and Tveikas with Hashem. Good. So that's Toiv. Toiv is always Hashem's or Ein Soif. Vesivas Harab Makam Shahu. Whenever we have What's the opposite of toy? The opposite of good, which is what we call bad, which is that which gives rise to all the bad things, suffering and disease and unrest and and um, disorder and chaos in the world. What's the source for that? Simply, Hashem's absence. Hashem's presence creates toy. Hashem's absence creates ra. Amnam. However, here the Ramcha, we see a very lengthy paragraph towards the end of this parak. And whenever there's a lengthy paragraph, it means an idea that the Ramcha is to, is to really make sure we understand an idea that's a delicate idea. And a delicate idea, but which is a very fundamental one, that generally that's what is indicated by having a long paragraph. So it says the Ramcha, it's true that Hashem's presence equals toiv, and Hashem's absence equals ra. And that shows up both on the level of kaiches. And on the level uh, down here, how it shows up all the way down here. L'tayv yitu ar adam baruchu b'shem siba mamish l'chlalai u'lepratov. When it comes to toiv, when it comes to Hashem's revelation down here, the revelation of Hashem, the presence of Hashem, and all the effects that that has, we term Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We we refer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu as the source of that, on general and a specific level. Hashem is the ultimate source of all that is taif, because ultimately that's Hashem is Ha'aras Panav. And that everything that's good down here, all the bracha, all the blessing, all the bounty, all the muchness, can be traced back directly to Hashem. And then as a function of Hashem's or Hashem's light being directed at the Koychus at us. Ach, however, here it's not a, cle- a, a, a neat and clean contrast. When it comes to Taiv and Ra. When it comes to Ra, we do not refer to Akash Baruch Hu as the ultimate source of Ra. Shem is not really the source of Ra. What was that supposed to mean? There's something out there besides Hashem. We know the Gemara tells us that the Rebbein Shalom does not sign his name on evil. Hashem doesn't attach his name to things that are bad. Kach Baruch doesn't fix his name to it. He fixes his name to it. Ella, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not directly generating Ra, rather the absence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the concealment of the Reboi Nishalelem and him hiding himself, that is the only thing that can be thought of as the and considered to be the source of Ra. That really is the source of what gives rise to Ra, Hashem's absence. And what's, what's happening in, in Lamdas, what's happening on, on a systematic level is just the concealment and the absence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's toif that automatically creates Ra, automatically gives rise to Ra. Then, so what's this supposed to mean? This is a little confusing. That's why this paragraph is a long one. Is this semantics? You know, we have to see a few more lines over here. Not only it seems it might just be semantics, um, we're going to bring some contradictions to this. The Ramchal is going to set up the whole, the whole, the whole discussion for us. But what he's saying immediately is, Hakadosh <clears throat> Baruch Hu doesn't attach his name to Ra; he attaches his name to Toiv. And what that means is Hashem is directly the source of Toiv. Hashem is not directly the source of Ra. Why? Because Hashem, Ra, Toiv is radiance of Hashem, and, and Ra is Hashem turning around, so to speak, concealing himself, and um, and uh, providing, presenting absence instead of presence. But, okay, all right. I mean. It's still Hashem. I mean, it's no one else, right? One is coming from Hashem's involvement. One is coming from the lack of Hashem's involvement. We get that, but what does that mean that no, Hashem doesn't attach his name to Rag? And it sounds like, for now, it sounds like semantics. It sounds just like, you know, Hashem set up the system in such a way that he doesn't want to be associated with it. You know, he turns around. So it's happening, I don't know, indirectly happening. Uh, Hashem doesn't doesn't project Ra, just Ra happens when Hashem turns around, but it's still Hashem's turning around that makes Ra. Hashem's the one in charge of does he turn towards us, does he turn away from us? It's up to Hashem and no one else. When Hashem turns away from us, that creates Ra. Now Hashem knows he's turning away from us, Hashem doesn't have to turn away from us. So, so what do we, what's this idea of that Hashem doesn't attach his name to Ra, Hashem doesn't want to do it Ra directly, indirectly, what are we gaining with that, and what's the point of that? So let's read further. Because again, the question, the question is still dependent on Akash Baruch Um When it comes to how this works specifically, is all-powerful, omnipotent, nothing can stop what he wants, nothing can override his will, and there's nothing that he cannot do. Nothing that he cannot do. So what the Ramchal is doing is he is he, he's painting himself into a corner, if anything. Is he wanted to say that Hashem is associated directly with Toiv, the Ra, and that's Hashem's in Miyachana Shumayal Ra'a. Ra is something else. And we would take that, you know, on, 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 on face value. As far as we could, oh, the Gemara says that Hashem doesn't associate with the Ra. It's Ra is something else. Ra is some other kind of force, an anti-God. The anti-God force in the world. And there's God and anti-God, and, and Hashem is in charge of God. And anti-God is some other force that, 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 that messes around with reality. Um, the Ramchal is making clear that that's not the Pshat. He's making it clear that there's no anti-God. No counter uh, you know, there's no battles going up on in the heavens, going on up up there. 
Um, there's the power of light, the power of darkness, the power of Hashem, and the power of something that is misnagged to Hashem. No clashing and battling of powers up there, which is what one could have understood the Gemara to have meant that Hashem is not something else. So give me a break. We know that it goes back to the basics, the beginnings of the Sefer. Hashem is all-powerful. Nothing can override Him. Nothing can check Him. Nothing can challenge Him. Nothing can get in the way and interfere with His will, including Ra. Ra is just yet one more force that's subject to Hashem Himself. One more force. And not only... So, so again, the Ramachal we see is He's, he's, he's making this as challenging as possible for him to explain to us what this means, this concept that Hashem is more involved with Taif than Ra, one of the stickier, delicate areas, more delicate areas of, 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 of understanding the Emunah and Ashkaf over here. He's making it as challenging as possible, this idea that Hashem somehow is more involved with Taif than Ra, <clears throat> because there is no other force out there that, that's really something that can challenge Hashem, and continues the Ramchal to make to make the, uh, the, the 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 matter even worse in terms of what he has to explain. Um, nothing can override him. Nothing can check or challenge him. Nothing can get in the way, interfere with his will. Prati, Hashem himself created, Hashem himself created a source and a um, a a. Um, <coughs> <clears throat> specific type of concept over here, which is incorporated in this entity, in this concept, everything which is needed, all details that relate to the concept of Ra, according to Hashem's plan, and as Hashem saw it fit and appropriate that we should have this concept of Ra in the world, Ra in mankind, Ra from within, and Ra from without. So Hashem, Avada created Ra, and certainly Rebbeinu Shalaylam is responsible for Ra, and certainly Ra is not something that is an anti-God that can challenge God. Ra, and what we call evil and bad, how it operates and what it is capable of doing was all created by Hashem himself, and he brings a Pazik. The Pazik itself says that Akash makes light and darkness, peace and Ra. Hashem makes Ra, even though we just said that Hashem doesn't attach His name to Ra. So we have to figure this one out over here. Yes, Arthur. That's where I was just going to ask, because you, you said that. So in other words, there's no devil. He's just doing it. That's right. That's right. That's on the one hand. On the other hand, but the, the Gemara does tell us, that our sages tell us, Hashem doesn't attach His name to evil, right? So what's going on over here? Again, it's semantics. It's just a, it's just a, you know, uh, Hashem not wanting to be associated with it. You know, like the, uh, the, uh, the president of the company just who hides behind the board has has a board that they're really doing everything that he wants them to do. Because he doesn't want, you know, doesn't want the complaints coming back to him. He tells this one to do this, this one to do that, this one to do the other thing. So that way he has people to blame things on, right? Is that that's, that's what's going on over here? That, right? Just, uh... So he has his angels doing these things. Just have someone else do the dirty work for you so the complaints don't come back to you? What does this mean? So this is what the Ramchal has to put the whole thing together now. Um, 
And and uh, what he has set up for us over here is two things that, that seem to, you know, one goes one way and one goes the other way. We have to synthesize them. Hashem doesn't pronounce his name on rap, but Hashem sets up rap. Hashem doesn't attach his 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 um, involvement to the realm of Rab, but the Ramchal just told us Rab is, is, is something that Kosh Baruch himself created. So let's read a few more lines. The Indian Hashem Shazeh, who klal kaychashaynim, This rat definitely is a system. And ra involves koiches as well. There are koiches in Shemaim. There are heavenly koiches. The same way, as we saw, there's koiches are just heavenly agents, and heavenly um, levels of, of uh, mediums, mediums and, and intermediate powers that, 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 that are in charge of the levels below them. In charge of the levels below them, and 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 can be influenced and influence others. Influence, they influence from above, and they influence what is below. There are kaiches for ra as well. The same way we saw that there are kaiches for toiv, there are kaiches for ra. So when ra happens, there are that is the result of, of kaiches as well, of these of these levels and layers of spiritual counterparts for what happens down here, which is. Unpleasant, which is undesirable. There's koiches behind ra as well. Bein mashin a nefesh, bein mashin guf. For both physical and spiritual matters. Bechol pratem lemach lakusam. Voyne daber misa bechelak habeis besiat deshmayo. All different categories and all different uh, situations. We're going to get more into the specifics in the next section of the sefer, which we will have as a shemis part. We'll have that coming up soon. Um, but there are kaiches behind ra as well. Okay? So they're not just kaiches that determine taif, there are kaiches that determine ra. So now the situation is getting even more puzzling. Hashem created the kaiches of taif, and Hashem creates the kaiches of ra. And <clears throat> everything, therefore, is coming from Hashem. Hashem created the, the system of ra. The system of Ra, therefore, is held in check and in balance strictly to the terms and the parameters that Hashem himself set up and can't break beyond those terms, can't go beyond those terms. <clears throat> it can't challenge HaKadosh Baruch Hu, can't break out of those boundaries that Hashem established and, 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 and set. And it's coming from Hashem himself. And clearly, if it's coming from Hashem himself, and not just within Hashem's terms and limits, it's there for some purpose. <clears throat> and yet, Hashem is not miyachet shemoy an ra'a. Hashem doesn't attach His own name to it. Hashem doesn't pronounce His own name upon it. This is still the glaring question over here. If they're both coming directly from Hashem, if they're both created from Hashem, they're both within the terms and the limits established by Hashem. What's the, uh, what's the solution to this, this, this mystery over here, this riddle that one Hashem is attached to the one Hashem isn't? So let's speak out <clears throat> something over here. This is, we're not going to try to chew up this whole paragraph in one shot. Because the first half has its discussion. The second half has a, has a separate discussion over here. Um, the second half we'll see. And now we see the, <clears throat> the system of Ra has, has its own system of Kaychas. Um, and the system of, of it's, it's in, 
paralleling the system of, of Toiv. So the second half of the paragraph is going to tell us how Ra and Toiv, the Koichas had determined Ra, the Koichas had determined Toiv, how those interact with one another. The first half is where he's laying it out for us, the, the uh, idea that there is an asymmetry in the system that Hashem is more associated with Toiv than, than he is with Ra. So let, let's try to just understand that and have that as a, as a, a place to, uh, like to pause before we try to tackle the second half of the paragraph. And it's like this, Rabbi Say. It's like this. <clears throat> everything, of course, is coming from Hashem. There's no system that's not the Rebbein system. And everything is determined and directed by the Rebbein <coughs> directly. Yet, there's still an asymmetry in the system. There's still an imbalance in the system in terms of Toy versus Ra and Ra versus Toy. And that is seen by us from the fact that Toiv is powered, all the koichas of Toiv, of good, are powered from Hashem's involvement, Hashem's presence. And Ra is set up in such a way that it's powered by Hashem's absence. That's how Hashem set it up. That what gives Ra all, all of its koich, what gives the koichas of Ra, their power energy, Hashem set it up in such a way that when He's not immediately, directly involved in the world, and powering Toiv, automatically the Kaychas Hara get their power from Hashem's absence. That's the first level of asymmetry. But again, we would ask on that, it just seems to be a little bit of, 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 a, of, a, of a hoax. Because, yeah, Hashem set it up in such a way that when he, when he is misaddling, when he's, when he's absent from the Bria, automatically that's what powers up the Kaychas Hara. But isn't that just, you know, again, um, a technicality? That semantics of Kosh Baruch Hu is, is just maybe just hi- trying to hide. He's hiding and in, in, in being hidden. And he's, he doesn't want the bad rap. He doesn't want the reputation. He doesn't want the association. Like, what are we gaining with this? If we know at the end of the day that it's, you know, Hashem is the one making that decision to be present, to be absent. What do we gain Ultimately, we, we read Der Hashem, we know that the Rebbein Shem deciding and determining it. What, what's gained from the Bria's perspective in one coming directly from Hashem, one coming indirectly from Hashem turning around, again, it's Hashem calling the shots the whole time. The Teretz is, there is a fundamental difference between the two and a fundamental idea behind the asymmetry. And that is an understanding the purpose of Toiv and the purpose of Ra. When we say that Hashem doesn't associate His name with Ra, we're not saying that it's a separate creation, a separate entity, and there's something uh, different about where it's coming from. Of course not. It's all coming from Hashem. There's nothing that doesn't come from the Rebbein Shalalim. But we're talking about how we look at it in terms of its validity, in terms of its validity of existence, and its prioritizing in terms of the, the rungs of the ladder of creation. How much uh, of, of, of a significance does, it, does its existence have? And how much of a priority does its existence have? And how much of a legitimacy does its existence have? The existence of Toiv is a more legitimate existence than that of Ra. That's what Chazal means, and that's, the, that, that's what the Ramchal means, and that's the lesson of how Hashem set up the world. Toiv is a more legitimate existence than Ra is. Said differently, Toiv can be thought of as a more solid existence than Ra. Even though they're both coming from the same place, they're both emanating from the Ratzon, Ratzon Yisbarach, 
Ra is an existence which is not as legitimate, not as valid, because Ra is entirely, kol kuloi, a means to an end. Whereas Toiv is an end in of itself. In other words, the ultimate existence in reality is, is Toiv. Toiv is Hashem. Toiv is Oiroi Yisbarach, Hashem's light, Hashem's goodness, Hashem's muchness, Hashem's richness, Hashem's radiance. And that's the whole point of the world. The whole point of the world is to get to that Or, is to reconnect to that Or, to find that Or, and to bring that into Elam Habad, to the Or Aganus itself, the ultimate Madrega of Or. That's what the world is all about, is that Or. The problem is, we have to be able to make that, that journey meaningful. We have to make that work. We have to have a system set up in which man can have Bechira, and man is able to use his Bechira to be matched with himself, make himself like a Kodesh Baruch Hu. As we saw the entire way through the beginning of the Sefer, the only way that system works is if there's Bechira. The Bechira necessitates two different equal and opposite choices, and the effects that we'll have in the brain, that, that's, that's called Ra. Ra is there to get to Toiv. And Ra is only there to get to Toiv. And Ra can be thought of, let's say that even bolder and braver. Ra is a B'diyavid. Ra is a B'diyavid. The existence of Ra, the creation of Ra, is there as a B'diyavid, begrudgingly in order to allow us to get to Toiv. It's a B'diyavid because it's Be'etzim, something that goes against the, the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, something that seems to contradict the Shleimas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the fact that I can defy God, I can make a decision that goes against God, I can be boicher against the Rebbeinu Shalaylam's Toiv, that's a tremendous b'diyevet. That I can say, yesh oid milvadai, I can get up and say there's something outside of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's a tremendous, tremendous b'diyevet. But it's a b'diyevet that's, that, that's necessary for the objective of this world, so it's a b'diyevet that, that has to become a l'chatchila. But since it's a means to an end, and since in of itself it's a b'diyevet, and this idea of the possibilities of Ra, for me to be boicher b'ra, and have an effect of Ra, have, have applications of Ra, that's all a b'diyevet, therefore, this is an existence that is not the purpose of the b'ri in of itself, is the, against, if anything, the purpose of the b'ri, and it, therefore it has to be Wired into the Bria, this idea it has to be made very clear that this is really not what the Bria is about. And this existence is not as valid and is not as legitimate and is something that we really only tolerate in order to get to the legitimate reality, which is Taif. And that's what it means that it only comes as a result of Hashem being mis'alim, Hashem's absence. Hashem is not maintaining it directly. Hashem is not involved in it directly. Hashem is not interested in it directly, but it's necessary for what Hashem is involved in and Hashem is interested in. That's why it's set up in such a way that Hashem, it comes from Hashem concealing Himself. What comes from Hashem's involvement, Hashem's direct, direct presence, that's what Hashem wants in the Bria, what the Bria is there for. The objective of the Bria, the goal of the Bria. That comes as a result of Akash Baruch's direct involvement. What the Bria is not there for, what, it goes, what, what is only a means towards the Bria's actual objective, that will come from Akash Baruch being misalim. And the idea of being misalim is the idea of saying it's a bidyevet. Yes, it's something that ought not to be here. 
the, my absence and, and, and the lack of my presence, it ought not to exist because it goes against me, it goes against my objective, but it's necessary to get to that objective. That's the idea of absence and presence, Horus Panov and, and Helen Panov, Hester Panov, and that's why that's what it means. Ah, Hashem trying to hide behind the board of directors, hiding behind Ra. But rather, Hashem saying, "This is not what the breeze all the bad. So I can't be. I won't be involved in this. Not something I'm generating. This is not what I made the Bria for. Even though I need this for what I made the Bria for, it comes necessarily as a result of Hakadosh Baruch Hu concealing Himself. There are deep ideas over here, but I hope they're somewhat clear up side. There's a lot, a lot to let percolate. Okay, why, we'll continue with this paragraph so tomorrow. Um, and we'll let this uh, percolate in the meantime for today. What was that, Arthur? Why, why, why is evil so strong? I mean, it, it seems like... It's evil. as strong as it needs to be, but no stronger than that. Yeah, it seems like it's three quarters evil and one quarter good. Mm. You know, it just, you know what I'm saying? It does seem imbalanced, but we addressed that earlier in the Sefer. Um, if it wouldn't ha- seem to have that imbalance, then it would be a no-brainer to do the right thing. If, you know... If it was just as appealing and just as compelling to do good as it was to do bad, then it would be a no-brainer. Why would anyone want to do bad, which is just as compelling as good, which takes me away from Hashem, which takes me away from Elam Haba? The only way we can really give you balanced Bechira is by making evil more appealing. It's always like that.